ओम श्री साईराम ऑफरिंग मोस्ट हम्बल प्रणाम्स एट द डिवाइन लोटस फीट ऑफ आवर एवर प्रेजेंट लॉर्ड इन वर्किंग भगवान बेनिडिक्शन फॉर टूडेज टॉक टीएलएसनर्स ऑफ रेडियो साई ग्लोबल हार्मनी अ वेरी लविंग साईराम टू ऑल ऑफ यू ओम सहना सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीरवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मावहै शाति 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 हरि ओं तत्सत्ईश्वरापणमस्तु बै द इमेन्स ग्रेस ऑफ भगवान वी हैव कंप्लीटेड द स्टडी ऑफ एन इंट्रोडक्टरी टेक्स्ट ऑफ वेदांत अ प्रकरण ग्रंथ नेमली तत्वबोध रिटन बाय श्री शंकराचार्य मुकं करोति वाचालम पंगुम लंघयते गिरिम यत्कृपातमहं वंदे परमानंद साई माधवम इट इज द ग्रेस ऑफ साई माधवा अलोन दैट मेक्स द म्यूट स्पीक एंड द लेम क्लाइंब माउंटेन्स एंड इट इज हिज ग्रेस दैट बेस्टूस ऑन अस परमानंद सुप्रीम ब्लिस एंड लाइकवाइज इट इज भगवान्स ग्रेस एलोन दैट एनेबल्ड अस टू स्टडी दिस टेक्स्ट फॉर विच वी आर इटर्नली ग्रेटफुल टू भगवान अ स्टूडेंट ऑफ भगवान वंस हैपन टू आस्क स्वामी स्वामी यू से दैट दिस लाइफ इट्स सेल्फ इज अ ड्रीम so does that mean that you are also a part of this dream swami then swami said yes but with a difference i am the lion in the dream and i have come as the lion to roar and through my roar to wake you up and as the kathopanishad puts it uttishtha जाग्रत प्राप्यवरान निबोधत इट मीन्स अराइज अवेक एंड गो टू अ वाइज टीचर एंड बी एनलाइटेंड अराइज फ्रॉम वॉट श्री शंकराचार्य सेस अनादिमाया सुप्तया विच मीन्स अराइज फ्रॉम द बिगिनिंगलेस स्लीप ऑफ माया एंड देन awake awaken to your true nature of sat chit ananda and for this you need to go to a wise teacher an enlightened teacher and get the atmavidya from the teacher and this is the call of the upanishads and this is in fact from kathopanishad so what is it that we need to do see we have done the purushartha nischaya in the introductory talk of tatvabodha in our previous series of talks we understood that artha and kama and even dharma cannot give us the eternal happiness the complete fulfillment 
and the peace that we are looking for and that is why we need to pursue the moksha purushartha never before in the history of mankind like today we have enough and custom made avenues for pleasure as per our needs isn't it but still the commonest drug that is sold in the pharmaceutical industry is the antidepressant and also despite the innumerable peace summits and peace talks that go on globally throughout the world the greatest industry today in the world is that of armaments and not only this thanks to science and technology despite the wide connection of network we have today man is so lonely that the highest number of deaths in the world today is due to suicide and this emphasizes the importance of purushartha nischaya for us so the seeker in us is actually born when we start asking ourselves these two questions what is the sense of my identity is there something beyond this body and mind which always i think i am and also what is the purpose of my life itself is there something more to this life i have got beyond kana pina sona as swami would often say and also paisa kamana and maza udana is there anything is there a deeper purpose to my life itself and this puts us on to self introspection and as we can clearly make out that we have to go beyond artha kama and even dharma even if we say we have understood the futility of kama and artha and we are pursuing only dharma even then what happens is we can transform ourselves at the most from a pamara to a dharma vishayi a pamara is one who acts out of impulse and instinct and who is always interested in satisfying his own needs the needs to satisfy the demands of the body and the mind at the most whereas when we start pursuing dharma we become a dharma vishayi in the sense based on dharma what we are still doing is pursue kama and artha but on the basis of dharma that's all but we must understand that we need to go beyond these three purusharthas and spiritual seeking should take primary importance in our lives and only then we can say that we have started a spiritual way of living and this is very very important for us to awaken from the sleep from the dream that bhagwan said and we have got enough roaring from bhagwan isn't it in every discourse bhagwan addresses us as divyatma swarupalara and he has been hammering on to us i am god so are you the only difference is i know it 
and you do not know and the very purpose of this life is to realize your innate divinity and in fact for this purpose god incarnates in the form of human isn't it avatara means the descent of godhead for uddhara for the ascent of mankind see if you look at these questions what is the sense of my identity and what is my purpose of this life they are so interrelated that in fact our sense of identity determines the sense of purpose also what was arjuna's identity just before the battle of kurukshetra began he was a mighty warrior who was so enthusiastic who was raring to go and fight the kauravas in fact he had done intense tapas to get special weapons to fight this battle itself and he even instructs his charioteer lord krishna to park his chariot in a vantage position from where he can have a good view of his opponents and the moment he sets his eyes on the kaurava forces arrayed in front of him what happens to him he suddenly collapses on the battlefield this is because his sense of identity changes his mind gets disconnected from the intellect the buddhi the decisive faculty see he starts identifying himself as the disciple of shri dronacharya and he thinks this bhishma pitamaha who is standing in front of me is my grand sire and these are these kauravas are my kith and kin and my cousins and how can i fight them and how can i kill them so the sense of purpose also changes as his sense of identity changes and the mind even starts justifying saying that by killing them even if i get the kingdom it is of no use because i will be incurring ghora papa great sin so it is better to go and beg for my livelihood rather than fighting this battle itself so the sense of identity should be very clear to us and to explain this concept of sense of identity there is a beautiful story in chandogya upanishad once there is an asharira vani an akashavani an akashavani is a cosmic fm radio and in this akashavani prajapati brahma proclaims that whoever gets self knowledge he will obtain all the worlds and all his sorrows will come to an end all his desires will will be fulfilled and he even becomes immortal so naturally everyone is interested in getting this self knowledge or atmavidya the devas the deities they select indra as their representative and the asuras the demons select virochana as their representative and both indra and virochana come to prajapati brahma seeking self knowledge and they think that they can come and get the knowledge from him and they can go back and enlighten others also 
But Prajapati Brahma says, it is not so easy. You have to stay in my ashram. And both of them agree to stay in the ashram of Prajapati Brahma. And as we all know, when we come to ashram, we have to change our ways of living. And these two have to get up early in the morning, do some chanting, do some meditation. They have to study the scriptures and they have to serve not only the Guru, but Guru Patni also. And they have to do a lot of chores in the ashram itself. So both of them start all these things which are prescribed for a hermit. And like this, 32 years pass by. And at the end of 32 years, both Indra and Virochana go to Prajapati Brahma and say, Sir, please tell me the secret of this self. We are very eager to know. We have studied whatever you had prescribed to us. And then Prajapati Brahma says, Oh, you want to know this secret? The secret is, the light in your eyes is the true self. And they have no clue. And they say, Sir, we cannot understand what you are saying, so can you please give us a clue? Then Prajapati Brahma says, Go and get a big container of water and look into it. And both of them bring a big vessel of water and they look into the water and they are not able to make out what they are exactly seeing because they have stayed in the ashram for 32 years, their nails have grown, their hairs have grown and they cannot identify themselves. So, they say, Sir, we cannot make out this light at all and nothing is clear to us in this reflection. Then Prajapati Brahma says, See, go and cut your nails and cut your hair and uh, come back clean and then look again into this container of water. And both of them come clean and washed and dressed up well and they look into this water and they see their bodies as reflected in this water in the container. Then Virochana immediately says, Oh, I have got the answer to this self and I know what it is. And he runs to his brother demons and he announces, See, this body that we see in this water, the container of water, that is the self. So what we need to do is to pamper this body indulge in sense objects and sense pleasures and satisfy the senses and whatever we can do to keep this body comfortable and happy, that is what we need to do to know the self and this is how demons become so much body conscious and naturally they develop this attitude of exclusiveness. They are interested only in pampering their body and keeping it always happy and always satisfying the needs of the body. And Indra thinks for a while. See, we have read in the scriptures that this self is this unchanging entity or supreme reality and this body is something which I can objectify. I can feel it as an object in my awareness and the body keeps changing constantly. So how can this body be my true self? So, he goes back to Prajapati Brahma and he says, Sir, I don't think this body, the reflection of which I am seeing in this container of water, is my true self. So, please teach me more. 
then prajapati brahma says yes you are right you are on the right track and stay for some more time here and indra ends up staying for 32 more years a total of 64 years at the end of which he again goes back to prajapati brahma seeking self knowledge and this time the prajapati says to know the self he says you enquire about the being in your dream then indra goes back and starts enquiring yes every night when i go to bed i dream and i myself become the dreamer and not only this in the dream world i am also there and there are so many people so many things which are there and the dreams keep changing every night and the dreamer also keeps changing so this changing dreamer the being in the dream how can he be the self he again gets a doubt and he goes back to prajapati brahma so the teacher says you still need to learn more so you be with me for some more time and indra has now stayed for almost 96 years and even at the end of it he cannot get the answer then the guru out of compassion to indra says stay only for just 5 more years which makes up a total of 101 years and at the end of which indra realizes what the true self is and he is very happy and ecstatic and he comes to his brother dts and he teaches them also the self knowledge and that is why these dts or those whom we venerate actually we worship them because they have got the knowledge of the self and they have realized this self and as against the demons who have this exclusive nature who are so much attached to the body who think that the body is what they are their true self these devas know the atma vidya and they have realized the self and that is why they have this inclusiveness and that is why they work for the benefit of the entire mankind itself so this is the story regarding what our true enquiry has to be and the story is from chandogya upanishad so once this point the sense of identity of what we are is clear to us then it becomes easier for us to embark on this spiritual journey the mundakopanishad says tad vignartam gurut eva abhigachet which means to know this self you have to approach the guru and the mundakopanishad also speaks about four types of disciples the first type of disciples is like petrol a highly inflammable thing so as soon as it is lit it catches fire so these disciples are the ones who have very least vasana pressure in them and they have done the purushartha nischaya and they are ready to receive the teaching from the guru and the moment guru tells them tatvamasi they are able to meditate upon the truth and they are able to be enlightened in the days of the yor shri dakshinamurti is believed to have taught his disciples 
only through silence because the disciples are of this order who are like petrol which can easily catch fire and they can easily catch the fire of knowledge the second type of disciples is like the dry twigs the upanishad says so it requires some effort on the part of both the guru and the disciple to impart as well as understand this self knowledge then the third type of disciples is like charcoal not only does it require great effort to ignite this charcoal and now and then it loses its heat itself and if we self introspect probably we may find that we are all like this charcoal isn't it that is because we start our spiritual journey in the earnest especially when we go to a spiritual retreat or when we listen to bhagwan's discourses repeatedly we start our sadhana our seva in the right spirit but what happens is in between the worldly desires crop up in our mind like it is like one step forward and two steps backward and that is why we are not able to progress consistently in our spiritual sadhana once a devotee happened to ask bhagwan swami we know that it is very difficult to get bhagwan with great difficulty with so much of punya phala we have swami in our lives but once we have swami in our lives it is very difficult to hold on to him it is very difficult to have him continuously in our lives all the time and what is the reason swami then this actually happened during summer showers and swami took a matchstick and he struck this matchstick against the matchbox and this matchstick immediately caught fire then swami took out another matchstick and he dipped it in the tumbler of water which was in front of him and he tried to strike it against the matchbox and this matchstick wouldn't catch fire at all then swami remarked see a mind which is dry which is bereft of worldly desires it can easily catch the fire of gnana and a mind which is wet which is steeped in worldliness how can it catch the fire of gnana and that is why swami said you need to have dispassion for the world dispassion for the unreal in your life and this is what you need to cultivate through your sadhana the fourth type of disciples as described in the upanishad is like the stalk of a banana plant the stalk is full of water so that it is very difficult to set fire to it and not only that on the other hand the water content is so high that it may extinguish the fire itself so it is up to us to self introspect and see what type of disciples we are and how we need to grow in our spiritual sadhana to become the right type of the right kind of disciples as we can clearly make out it is the mind that needs to be prepared as you know the amrita bindu upanishad says manah eva manushyanam karanam 
bandha mokshayu the mind is our captor or liberator depending upon how we use the mind and the bhagavad gita itself says uddhared atmanatmanam natmanam avasadayet atmaiva hyatmano bandhuratmaiva ripuratmanah the mind the lower self has to be elevated with the higher self which is the buddhi and we should never downgrade this mind because this mind depending upon how we use it is our best friend or it is our worst enemy and we have all studied the sadhana chatushtaya in tatva bodha so this talk is also a kind of revision of tatva bodha itself and sadhana chatushtaya as we all know consists of viveka vairagya shamadi shatka sampatti and mumukshutva viveka is nitya anitya vastu vivekah discernment between what is real and what is unreal then viraga which is nothing but vairagya yah amutra palabhoga viragah which means giving up our attachment to the fruit of action here and hereafter so it is dispassion to all that is unreal and in this spiritual journey we need some money we need some wealth also isn't it so that is nothing but the inner wealth which is shamadi shatka sampatti the sixfold inner wealth which consists of shama control of the mind dama control of the senses uparatihi which means withdrawal from worldly activities and titiksha a spiritual fortitude to put up with the dwandvas of life that is to persevere on the spiritual path in spite of the blows that we receive in our day to day life and then the fifth one is shraddha which is absolute faith in the teachings of the guru and the scriptures and also practicing these teachings and finally there is samadhana which is settling down on a spiritual way of life when the mind learns to settle down which is chittaikagrata the single pointed focus of the mind on the self and the fourth component as we know is mumukshutvam moksha me bhuyat iti ichha which means let me be free let me be liberated that deep yearning is called mumukshutvam and what is it that we need to do to get this fourfold qualification of a spiritual seeker and we have discussed it enough number of times and the most important problem of the mind that is to be overcome is chitta mala the impurities of the mind and we also need to conquer our tamoguna our laziness indolence and sloth and for this the scriptures have prescribed to us the practice of karma yoga nishkama karma which cuts at the root of selfishness and this gives us chitta shuddhi the purity of the mind and we also need the practice of bhakti yoga to overcome our chitta vikshepa the wavering nature of the mind and to also conquer our rajoguna the excited the passionate nature of the mind and in the bhagavad gita itself this arjuna says chanchalam hi manah krishna pramathi balavadhridam 
oh krishna you say that the mind has to be controlled first to progress spiritually to take up any kind of spiritual practice but this mind is so fickle it is so restless it is pramathi it is turbulent balavadridam it is strong attached and obstinate it is unyielding and tasyaham nigraham manye vayoriva sudushkaram which means it is so difficult to control the mind just like it is difficult to control the wind it is as difficult as that the compassionate teacher that lord krishna is he agrees with arjuna says yes you are right but the lord says abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagyena cha grihyate it is through constant practice abhyasa coupled with dispassion vairagya it is possible to control the mind and what type of abhyasa what is this abhyasa that you need to do and bhagwan very beautifully clarifies in one of his discourses and swami says this abhyasa is first give up your selfish thoughts and then persistently engage yourself in the constant enquiry of what you really are then swami goes on to say if you merely repeat thrice i am not a man i am not a man i am not a man then you will be half a man only so to realize your manhood in full swami says you should also repeat i am not an animal i am not an animal i am not an animal and this is also very important see if we see any discourse of bhagwan in the beginning bhagwan emphasizes the importance of realizing our innate divinity and speaks about the atman and the second part of the discourse usually consists of how we have to manifest the human values which are inherent in us and how we have to nurture our humanness itself and in the third part of the discourse in the end of the discourse bhagwan always emphasizes that we also have to conquer our bestiality the animal tendencies which are in us and swami says it is called pashu pashu means pashyati iti pashuhu the one who sees through the senses the one who perceives everything only through the senses he cannot see the reality he'll be only at the animal level that is why swami would often say you have to become pashupati you have to conquer these senses and this is what bhagwan would always urge us to practice this is it for the day and we shall continue this discussion in our next session and i will conclude with the shanti mantra om asato ma sadgamaya tamaso ma jyotirgamaya mrityor ma amritangamaya om shanti 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 hi हरि ओम तत्सत्ीसाईश्वरापणमस्तु विथ डीपेस्ट सेंस ऑफ ग्रैटिट्यूड आई थैंक भगवान फॉर दिस ब्लेसिंग ऑफ स्पीकिंग टू ऑल ऑफ यू थ्रू रेडियो साई आई थैंक टीम रेडियो साई एंड आई एम ग्रेटफुल टू एवरी वन ऑफ यू जय साई राम